Hi, I'm Brian Rupert. I tell jokes for a living, but there's no joking about the situation I'm about to talk about. Kidneys. A friend of the show and sexy intern, Dennis Rodrigo. He makes all our TikToks, if you ever see those. Uh, He just had a death in the family. He lost his brother, Brian Rodrigo. And the family uh, at the funeral or in the wake, they asked that donations be made in his name, Brian Rodrigo. So if you would like to help him out, we'd be very thankful. Please make a donation in Brian Rodrigo's name to the National Kidney Foundation. Thank you so much uh, for your time. And thank you. Bye. You're listening to Reviewing History, your comedy history podcast. I'm filmmaker and teacher Brian Rupert, joined here by... As always, Steve Redekliako. And... Hi, I'm Anthony. I, I guess Steve is doing 1920s guy. Well, it's fitting. <laughs> for oh, this yeah. Uh, yeah. episode. What did you call it that? It's the 1919 World Series. Yeah. <laughs> 23's Caduce. Because this is how they talk. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they actually talked like that? No. The people in media did. Yeah, I they think call, it's a yeah. media They thing, call that right? the transatlantic accent. It's used in both Britain and the United States. That accent, talking like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, so if we were listening to like British radio at that time, they do the same thing, like a British version of that. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, there isn't radio at that time, is there? Not in 1919. Yeah, no, but soon after. Yeah. Had in Lamar. fact, in the movie, they're doing the Telegraph uh, baseball. Uh, yes, updates. I love that. You like that? Yeah, I think it's so cool. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess we might as well say what we're doing. We're doing eight men out. Yeah. Uh, it's baseball season, so I figured we should do a little baseball A-T-E. movie. ATE. ATE? Eight men out. Ah, yeah. The reimagining. That's really not, that, that really, it conjures up a different image. <laughs> a very different image. Yeah, with Joan Cusack. <laughs> Joan? Yeah. Did you guys watch the wrong movie? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what you saw with Joan Cusack in it. Cause Eight men out. I always thought <laughs> she was pretty hot. Yeah. I, I know like she's her. an older lady now, yeah. but like Debbie. From she was attractive. Yeah. She yeah. was a ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> Graceful. <laughs> Elegant. <laughs> they had to go. Um, but this is the story about kind of a big change for baseball. And in turn, I think American culture. I think a huge change for baseball. Huge. Massive. Yes. Um, second only to integ- integration, probably. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Or maybe the, um, what do they call it? The free agent system. Free agency. Those and are the three big ones. I think those are the big ones, yeah. And then maybe steroids. Yeah, okay. Because that saves More baseball. Modern. modern era, right? Hmm. But anyway, it's the story of how the Chicago White Sox. Came the Chicago Black Sox. Black Sox. <laughs> <laughs> they mixed in the laundry. It messed up all the colors. Yes. Wow, what a different movie we're, we're actually conjuring up. <laughs> I love it. I actually like it better so far. <laughs> but it's a story about sports corruption, mobsters. Organized crime. Organized yeah. crime. And kind of the start of really mafia and organized crime in the country. Oh. Sure, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I, start? I, yeah. Prohibition uh, hasn't kicked in it's yet. It's kind it. of in its infancy. It's, it's, in it's, it's newer. Infancy, but yeah, it's that's not what I'm like saying. The, the start point. It's not the jump off point. Like they haven't right. done the La Cosa Nostra yet. You know, not in, in fact. United Luciano's States. a kid. Not in the United States. Right. You know. Um. Yeah. Al Capone's not even in Chicago. He's hanging out with Jimmy Darmody, right? right? That's right. <laughs> Fucking Diaz. <laughs> As we learned on Boardwalk Empire. But, um, I don't know. Johnny Torrio would have been in Chicago. Yeah, he was running the city, right? Yeah. And Al, I think, was his protege for a while. Before uh, AR? No, no. Uh, that's, that's Rothstein. He's in New York. He yeah. was running New York. Yeah. In fact, they made him fat in this movie. I that yeah. annoyed me so much. I don't know why. They were like, let's make him a fat stereotype Jew. Yeah. The most yeah. like repugnant type of Jew. Not like <laughs> cuz when you look at AR in like Boardwalk Empire, he's like a good-looking like clean-cut guy that like you could respect mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a way. You look at him in this and you're like, yeah, but if you look at the real guy, he's not a fat guy. No, he's not. No, That's no, what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, it was very confusing. <laughs> um I uh, you ever see Harlem Nights, the Eddie Murphy movie? No, I haven't. He's in that too, and I think he's a fat guy in that as well. I don't know where this comes from. The same actor. Just the cliche. No, it's a different guy. Oh yeah. Just cliche cartoonage of like evil people are usually fat. Mm. You know, like the fat cats. Like Brian. <laughs> like he's evil. I right? just am fat. It's not like it's not a portrayal. <laughs> yeah, but you're ill-tempered. I'm ill-tempered, like a sea bass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but yeah. Who's in this? So everybody in this is, everybody. In, is in other things. Yeah, there's a lot of people. I thought I saw Gul Dukat at the opening. Mark Alemo. You probably did. It's not it? him. No, you looked no, it up. Because that turned out that, that ended up being like one of the main characters in the movie. Okay. It's not him. Alright. <laughs> so you got John Cusack. Yeah. Uh Michael Lerner. Christopher Michael Lloyd. Michael Rooker. Lloyd, yeah. Michael Rooker. Mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen. Sheen. A young Sheen. DB Sweeney. So I realized watching this uh, something about Christopher Lloyd. He's awesome. Well, he is awesome. I love him, but he only has three characters ever: okay. Doc, Doc Brown, yeah. mm-hmm. Fester Adams, yeah, and every other character he ever did is exactly the same. Himself, Judge Doom. Come on, dude. Judge Doom is a little different. When I killed your brother, I talked just but- like. Him in this movie is like the same said, as yeah. the same as Mr. Tabor in Cuckoo's Nest. I would even go so far as he's the same as Captain Cruise in Star Trek. <laughs> Just his, even keel. His, his Klingon is the same as like his kind of unhinged, wacky guy. You know, uh, that's that's so crazy to parallel the character in this with. What he just said. <laughs> I, yeah, I forgot about D- Judge Doom. That is, that so maybe is, four characters. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why he's always known as the man of four characters. Is that what he's known as? <laughs> he is now. Mm. <laughs> um, what do you guys think of the the film though? Like, I guess first impressions. I have seen it before. Oh yeah. Was this? Uh, it was. All, I assume. I know Steve. Uh, no. I know this was your first time. <laughs> I would never go out there. Once, um, <laughs> I knew this movie only by reputation. My father has long said it's the best sports movie ever. A lot of people oh. say that. Really? Uh, I thought it was great. It's excellent movie. Yeah. Uh, a League uh, of I Our kn- Own is better. I knew the story already. Like I knew all about this. Yeah. Black Sox thing. Um, well, the whole movie is kind of bullshit, which we'll get into. Really? Yeah. It's like completely inaccurate. Okay. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, 
Wow. Which, I learned. I thought it was like spot on. What? And so it, how, did, how was there? So a discrepancy here how? because I watched like a, a documentary about it this morning. When is it from? The doc? Yeah. Uh, old. Okay. Probably over 20 So, very recently, mm-hmm. which I, I was saving for the right moment, but I guess it's now. We got an update. We got an Future's update. now. This guy who is dedicated to nothing but this scandal. Like, this is what he's about. Went and dug up like old, historian? old things about the players mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and he started a society dedicated to real facts about the case. He started and a society it's, just it's, on this? This yeah. is huge, dude. People care about this. This is massive. <laughs> like, and they made they made a Kevin Costner movie about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like if you're a baseball it. fan, this is one. This is maybe the most important moment because you get the first commissioner. It's the commissioner. Nothing is the right. same after this. Right. So, this is massive, and people care about it. But this guy dug up all this new information. That like we didn't know before, like records, transcripts, mm-hmm. like bat, like box scores of the games, all this shit. Really? Yeah. And what and did he prove? What did it, what changed? There's there's a laundry list. So he has uh, this website, and it just tells you shit that was wrong in the book and shit that was wrong in the movie. A lot of it is simple things like mm-hmm. um, this character bats right and he should be batting left. Like yeah, a, a lot of nitpicky. That's who gives a shit. A lot of nitpicky mm-hmm. shit, but I'll, I'll talk about the bigger things okay. as we get there. Cool. Huh. So it is. It is interesting. But mm-hmm. mostly bullshit. A lot of it is bullshit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I assume the the core concept is. So if anybody is interested, because we're not going to be able to cover everything, yeah. you can go to sabr.org. Uh, eight myths out, and that's the Society for American Baseball Research, and you could read fucking every little detail about what's wrong in the book and movie. Okay, wow. So you know, it's kind. I guess baseball history is kind of a way American history. Sure. Right. Like when you dig Up down to enough. A point. It's it, early. It's tied in very heavily. I think. I think it. Baseball mattered so much more. At the early part of the 20th century. Well, that's the only entertainment there is. Right. You don't have radio. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why the World Series, because I you called me, and you're like, why are they playing a game eight? Because yeah. even me, and I've seen this before, and I must have forgot, you, you're like, baseball is seven-game series. Yeah, I had no idea that the uh, the owners actually got together and made it nine games for like this one year. That was it. Oh, this was the only year. It may have happened again, but this was like the first year. Okay, but uh, I it, guess make it more may money. happen a few more times, but not many. And it was just to you know make more money off of it, just to have more games. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's why they expand the playoffs now in mm-hmm. like sports. Right. They add like wild card rounds mm-hmm. so the owners can make more money. Huh. But that's yeah, there's about. a lot. There's a lot of things, and we'll get into it as we go through the movie. Yeah. But uh, I know you liked it, Ant. Movie's great. Uh, yeah. What did you think, Steve? Just as boring as watching baseball for me. <laughs> It just was I think he's had the same exact comment when we did 42. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah. something about baseball. Does, I just don't like it. You know what I liked about this? They kept um, the magical sports shit, like about how it's so wondrous. They kept that to a minimum. It's in there, like with the Say It Ain't So Joe thing. But that's <laughs> based on reality. And <laughs> Say It Ain't So Joe. Yeah, like I hate. When they get you know smarmy in these sports movies, yeah. I don't think they do in this one though. They really don't. This is like they the, keep it to a minimum. This Sometimes. is the pessimist sports movie. Yeah, 
You know, yeah. Bucky is. Uh, well, Bu- he is. is the, he is that. It's but it doesn't work out for him, and he no. gets burnt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. But I guess we should dive in, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, start with some Toy Story music. It's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, Woody and Buzz were there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andy's running around with his uh, little White Sox action figures. The last time we were in this uh, place and time period, a little girl was blown up in the first scene. <laughs> yes. So oh my this, God, was, yeah. this was a, a nice reprieve from that. So the first thing <laughs> the first thing that caught my eye in the credits was the cinematography is by Robert Richardson. Who's that? He's one of the best cinematographers ever. Really? He did really? JFK. He's done like all of Tarantino's movies post-Pulp Fiction. Michael Rooker was in JFK. He is. Yes. I'll say the movie, um, if I would give it credit where it's due, looked good. Now, as good as you can make it. It it wasn't like this bright, wonderful thing. It was kind of gritty, kind of like felt like a regular uh, scene. Like it didn't feel like a, like you were watching a movie in a lot of times. I guess is a, a tip of the cap to the cinematography. Well, there. what I love about it is it feels like an old timey memory in a way. Yeah, sure. You know? Mm. Like, mm. it has this slight washed-out look without being completely sepia mm-hmm. that just has that quality where it's like, this is sure. old shit. Mm-hmm. And I loved that about the movie. Yeah. But Robert Richardson, obviously one of the best DPs ever. Mm-hmm. Robert Reed, he takes some of the best DPs ever. <laughs> oh, your favorite gay porn star, of course. <laughs> no, he's the dad from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> he starred in the reimagining of Eight Men Out. <laughs> Eight men out of the closet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the movie starts. <laughs> we got that funny music, and it's Chicago 1919, and the kids are chasing Bucky to watch the socks and the bleachers. They got their two bits. I got that two bits, Bucky. Let's go. They're so excited. They're so they get to go to the happy. ball game. Yeah. Those little street urchins. <laughs> and it, it makes you think, like, this is pre-radio. Yep. Yeah. Like, if you're not in the park, you don't get baseball at all. No, yeah. you hear about it after, like, that they won or they lost, or yeah. you read it in the paper. Right. It's amazing that, like, people gave a shit. You know? How do you follow this on paper after the fact? Well, like you said, I it's think, the only thing. I think especially <laughs> then, the you also had a connection with the players in a way you right. don't now. Well, the, mm-hmm. they're all local guys. They're all local yeah. guys. And actually... Um, not this, the case with the White Sox, though. Well, well, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But uh, an interesting side, when me and my wife were house hunting, mm-hmm. right, we were looking on Stan Island, and one of the houses we looked at was on the North Shore, and it actually belonged to um, Bobby Thompson. Who's that? Okay, I thought you may know. Do you know in the shot heard around the world in baseball? No, I know the, the one at Lexington and Concord. <laughs> That's the one I care about. That, he's a history. Guy. That's the more important one. <laughs> but Bobby Thompson hit a home run to win the World Series for the New York Giants. It's a big deal in New York baseball history. It was his old house that we were looking oh, at. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So, like, these are local guys, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, like little Anakin Skywalker. They live down the street where now they <laughs> all live in like. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you're right. It's like it's an at-home feel, which you know what? I think if it was still that, I might like it a little more. 
Definitely. You know, like it's just that I don't care about millionaires. Yeah, these are millionaires playing a game that has nothing to do with you and impacts your life zero. They they don't care either. Now it's a a paycheck. Right. Yeah, they don't give a shit about the town they're in. Right. It's meaningless to them. Basketball did it the best. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How so? Ever see basketball? Not really, no. So there's an intro. uh, He knows he's a big, small space. Um, where they're showing players switching teams and eventually like teams switch states. Okay. And it's like the Jazz go to Salt Lake City where they don't allow music. <laughs> the Oilers go to like Tennessee where there's no oil. <laughs> like and like you see like players be like I'm, I'm going to play in the fine city of Miami and you see the like the manager be like Minnesota. And he's like whatever. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Oh, they were making fun making of making fun of uh, that exact thing that we're talking about. Yeah. And I want I want to issue a quick correction with myself before okay. a baseball purist beats me up because mm. I got a slight fact wrong. Sure. The home run was actually against the Brooklyn Dodgers in the 1951 uh, National League pennant to go to the World Series uh-huh. with Bobby Thompson. Oh, so. But I almost bought his house once, mm-hmm. and I oh, think cool. that part of me was like, I the house was so small and shitty, Right. but I, part of me was like, I want this just because like, a famous guy lived there. Mm-hmm. And you know they were pulling like a John Voight's car thing on me, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. It was some guy, Bobby Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You if, like baseball? Uh, yeah. yeah. What if this you, is his pencil? What if you bought the house and you're trying to sleep like the first night, you get into bed, you're like, wow, I'm in this guy's house. And you just hear like a ball hitting a glove in the dark corner of the room and you're being haunted. And then, and then, he, and then he goes, I have the, to build a, co- a baseball diamond in my. Yes. I thought, I thought it was going to reveal there was a man in his house doing something. <laughs> It was a much worse revelation that than was ghosts. <laughs> What's great is, though, the ghost is like, if you build it, he will come. So I'm out there and I'm building it, and my dad just comes out of the cornfield with a gun. <laughs> you said your finger was a gun. <laughs> Get on the fucking ground, scumbag! <laughs> Um, what were we talking about? The, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're introduced to Comiskey. Yeah. yeah. Now he's got a park named after him now, right? <laughs> it, he did. It's renamed. It's not Comiskey Park. Anymore. No, it was, and then it got renamed to. What is it now? Like fucking Citibank Park, right? It's Guaranteed Rate Park. Yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> that nothing, nothing is allowed to just exist. No. I think there's like only one stadium in America that's like left alone. Fenway? Oh. In Yankee Stadium. Fenway and Yankee Stadium, yeah. Oh, R- Wrigley, Wrigley Field. Field. Yeah, okay. Because I think those are so sanchor-sanked yeah. that like if you fuck with it, you're, you're just going to piss, piss off, off. Too City Field. People. That was the, the Mets. Mets. City Field right? is now the Mets. Yeah, yeah. It was Shea Stadium. It was Shea. They blew yeah. Shea up. Blew Shea broke up. my heart. Yeah. So I could build a statue to a guy who never played for the fucking team. And then your asshole father-in-law can do his asshole things, <laughs> no. right, Brian? Right, Brian? Just stop trying to get me in trouble. And I never called him an asshole, you son of a bitch. I said my fucking father-in-law. Let's talk a little bit about the guy who played Charles Comiskey for a second. Okay. Because I, will be, I know him from something. I will be derelict in my duties as mm-hmm. a Bond fan. Oh. If I do not tell you where this guy is from. I know what he's from. Where is he from? Oh. Octopussy. No. Damn. He is from two Bond movies. It's a Roger Moore one. Oh, it's a Roger he's Moore one. He's a wacky one. sheriff. He's guy. a wacky sheriff. Yeah. You're damn right. He's in two Bond movies, <laughs> Live and Let Die, uh-huh. and he's also in The Man with the Golden Gun, in the scene with the greatest stunt in cinema history. Nice. 
Yes. Ruined by that stupid slide whistle, which you're seeing right now. Yes. Now imagine there's a slide whistle as the car is going over, going, whoop. (laughs) They really did that. (laughs) Yup. Oh, my God. So you don't know what he's talking about, right? No, but. So in this James Bond I'm going to see it. They set up a ramp over a creek, right? Yeah. And the ramp is slightly tilted. And they drive a car off this ramp. The car does a barrel roll in midair, lands on the wheels, and continues driving. It is so impressive. It's one of the most incredible stunts ever. He's right. (laughs) But the movie is such a piece of shit (laughs) that when it's going through midair, they go... (laughs) Yeah, this goofy sound effect. I do like this. I love it. (laughs) The whistle makes it. I wouldn't change it now. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I can't wait to see this. Yeah. And I'm probably going to text you guys be like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> it's going to blow you away. It's honestly yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. But That's like the Tarzan yell. Uh, no, that's just a bad moment. Yeah. But There's I do love it. About that. Yeah. You know about that? No. James Bond is swinging through vines Come in the trees like, like Tarzan. And they put the fucking Tarzan yell in the movie. The what yell, movie? like, what, from the what series. What movie was this? Octopussy. It's a different movie than the other two. Yeah. Yeah. I just still Bond, like this. This ja- is silly. James Bond is unbelievably stupid for many years. Oh, my God. The Roger Moore years are just campy, yeah. like, garbage. Worse than, like, Lost in Space. There's yeah. there's a scene <laughs> in the same movie. There's a same move in the same movie right... Right before, <laughs> after the vines, I forget. James Bond comes across a tiger, and in a parody, which no one will get unless you're British and you were living in England in the 1980s. I didn't know this for years. Uh-huh. There was like this British female Caesar Milan, and she would like tell dogs to sit and go sit, and like they would listen, uh-huh. and that was like on. <laughs> get him, brought a slide Holy whistle. Shit, he has a slide whistle. <laughs> That's what was sounds. That's yeah. what you heard. Yeah, yeah. And Roger Moore comes across a rabid tiger that's about to attack him. And he impersonates. He this impersonates woman. the woman, and it works on the tiger. This is like putting the fucking uh, weakest link joke in the in scary movie two. You are the weakest link, but Come that's on. a comedy. Yeah, good point. <laughs> right. This is it's supposed an to be point. an action series movie, and a spy <laughs> drama action. Like imagine like John Wick in the new movie right before he shoots someone said, "Talk to the hand." <laughs> Yeah, well, they, did that, they did that in Arnold. Yeah, Terminator Three, T Three. Oh my God! Did you like T Three? I like T Three. I think it gets a bad I rap. I like T Three better than T Two, and I know people You're are insane. spinning in their graves. You're a fucking crazy person. Was T Three the one with the female one? Yes, I like that one. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah, I like that. one. It gets a bad rap. First one's the best, but then the oh, third yeah. and then the second, I agree with him. Yep. You like three better than two? Oh, it's just like Jurassic Park. One, three, two. Okay, look. Now we got <laughs> to talk about this now. I, don't, I can't believe I can't believe I'm about to have this discussion. You like Jurassic Park? 3. I love that the Eight Men Out episode has it's, turned it's into devolved. Bond. That's how Jurassic shitty Park. baseball is. <laughs> Jurassic Park Three, yeah, is fucking terrible. Rewatch it, bro. When was the last time you saw it? In full, it's been years, but I know years. the movie. Years. It's, he knows it though. Look, I know Jurassic Park, dude. Nah. I mean, it's 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 nah. like the prequels. You know? Three's great. You don't forget that shit. Three's great. Alan, you know what the Alan. best part of three is? It's right the talking <laughs> That's great. But right great. in the beginning, they're on a hand glider. Mm-hmm. Yes. The kid and his stepdad or something. Yeah. 
And he goes, you see anything? And you hear the guy go, nope, oh, not yeah. yet. I love that. And then, like, <laughs> you see, like, some fog, and then it's just, like, blood. And it's like, yes. oh, shit, yes. this is cool. But no, that's all right. Two is better. Two is better. Two is the silliest compies. thing. You don't like the compies? The silliest thing I've ever seen. That's the best part of the movie. It's a little... I hate when the T-Rex goes to San Diego. That's like oh, really? the last half of the movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's the whole sucks. fucking movie. That's <laughs> everything the whole else. Movie. Everything else getting up to that is great, especially when the black girl's doing backflips and that thing, and she kicks Velociraptor. I don't even remember two. Exactly. I haven't went back and watched it as an adult. Let's do. Let's do it. Because I didn't <laughs> like it as a kid. Let's fucking do it. Dinosaurs were real. That's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they actually should have feathers. All right. I guess that's it for the real history. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? What? Like what? how much dinosaur research has changed over the years? Like from the time. Well, we were when kids. they don't exist and you just make it all up, yeah, you can do that. That's true. You don't believe in dinosaurs? No, they take like elephant bones and mammoth bones and they put them together and like other animals and they reshape them. So, so you're one of these, the earth is actually only like 3,000 years old, guys. No, I just don't believe that like there was anything. You don't believe there are ever dinosaurs? No. Ever? There's giant skulls. They're You've dragons. seen them. They're, they're, all they're <laughs> dragon skulls. Those are dragons. Yeah. The dragons are currently underground. Uh-huh. They're going to mm-hmm. come alive in many years, mm-hmm. and Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale are going to have to deal with this. Not that many years. It should be any day now, actually. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> then we can do the movie. Excited. <laughs> History from yesterday. It's what we need. We should, I, love, I love Rain of Fire. We should probably get back right, to baseball. Let's talk about, probably the, let's talk about the real Comiskey. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The real Comiskey was a notorious cheapskate. Yes. Now, Just like the movie. Yes. Unfortunately, the mi- first inaccuracy of many in this movie is about the White Sox pay. They were the highest paid team in baseball at the time. What okay. is that, though? So the thing I watched or the exact opposite? <laughs> what really? The, the thing I watched this morning said the exact fucking opposite. Really? That they are the lowest team, lowest paid team in baseball. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And this had the numbers that he paid to get these guys contracts because these guys were mostly from other teams. And he bought, he bought, he purchased their contracts, and then now they're owned by the team. They had, they can't leave. They're like players for life. They're indentured servants, pretty much. Um, like history's being rewritten. And then they, he just pays them whatever the fuck he well, wants. Well, history's their about bonus, to change. Uh, he promised them a bonus for the pennant win in, I think, 1917. And when they won it, uh, it was a case of flat champagne, which is seen right at the beginning of the movie here. Um, and that whole thing with the 30 games for Seacott. Uh, Mm-hmm. Fake, mad real, no. Unless this thing I watched was just like, let's do the one of these are bullshit. Let's just reinforce the movie Eight Men. So out. the movie and the book used to be taken at face value, and this thing which I'm looking at now is all these facts with citations, and he dug in deep. How do we? All right, then I'm going to tell you this: everything I got for today is fake. Because it's it's I watched a fucking well, this is hour long doc about this is interesting because we're able to see yeah. how investigations change and mm-hmm. more shits discovered. Okay, so what if like that's just like a White Sox guy? It's like, this manager, is no, this is the Society like, for American Baseball Research. Right. This doesn't clear anybody's name. But you said that the society was specifically made for this situation, not all of baseball, right? I think it's for all of baseball. Oh, it but is. This is a a big thing. Oh. Wow, this right. is cool. This is interesting. This yeah. Is, this is good. I watched the History Channel thing. Okay, so. I also like aliens. Though. Ready? This is old History Channel when mm-hmm. it was good, though. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> All right, so this is what it said. Okay. Um, 
this is the it talks about his ball from the book. His ball players were the best and were paid as poorly as the worst. This is the central myth of the Black Sox scandal. Analysis of player salary cards and related evidence now reposited at the Baseball Hall of Fame library in Cooperstown establishes that the 1919 White Sox had one of the highest player salary payrolls in baseball. Now, if that is true, it changes how you as not part of the situation view the players because you almost feel for them. You feel for them. You you understand why yeah, they are doing what they're but doing. But how much was a high paid baseball player? I'm sure it's because that's shit. relative, right? Because what if they were only making like five thousand a year? Here's here's the thing with baseball. It's it's a massive entertainment industry, right? At but the time it's yeah. a sport. Yeah. And when they would like when the owners and stuff, the people that run baseball uh, they'd get around like antitrust laws and tax stuff yeah, by yeah, saying it's course. a sport and not an industry. Yeah, and that would allow them to get away with shit you wouldn't be able to get away with anywhere else. Which is why these players are more or less bonded to the team. Yeah. Look, guys were still working regular jobs then. Right. You know, the baseball season would end, and you'd be out there like doing manual labor in the off season. Mm-hmm. Like, I, people romanticize the older players and shit, and they're like, oh, if Babe Ruth played today, how great he would be. It's like, Babe Ruth would be like, what the fuck is going on? I'm, I'm fat and old. I'm fat and old. <laughs> These balls are whizzing by me. Yeah. Like, they're not training all the time. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just a different thing. I think the guy Chick, uh, the Michael Rooker character. Yes. He was also a boxer. Yes. Like, when he wasn't Jesus. playing baseball, he was boxing. Prize fighting. Yes. Which is one of the worst things you could probably do as a baseball player. It's one of the worst things you could do as a person. But in general, <laughs> like, you know, baseball is so reliant on your eyes yeah. and like contact. Right. And you're getting punched in the fucking eye uh-huh. repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. But now, well, to go back to the salary thing, on your research, Brian, what was like the average salary then? Was it high? If you give me a second, I could look that up. Sure. It, I believe, if I recall, it was, like, was I, it think, I think it was 6000 a year. That's shit. I don't. I don't know. I'm well, going. We'd have to work. We'd I'm have going, to think about inflation. I'm going like off the top of my head. Give me a second. I'll look that up. No, but fine. I do want to say, this is about the champagne, which apparently is also kind of bullshit. There was no flat oh, okay, champagne. Let's hear it. So the champagne comes from Chick Gandel spoke to Sports Illustrated in 1956. Okay, as an old man. And he said, I can only recall one act of generosity from Comiskey. <laughs> After we won the 1917 World Series, he, he splurged on a case of champagne. And it was flat and tasted like piss. Now, that piss thing was never, like, proven. He wrote that, right? No, he did he not. He didn't write the piss thing. He did not write the piss thing. They fucking quoted him on this thing I fucking saw. To fit his portrayal of movie villain Comiskey as a cheap bastard, Jonathan Sales, the director, moved the event to 1919, made the champagne flat, and presented as a substitute for fictional cash bonuses promised the Sox players for winning the 1919 AL pennant. Uh Uh-huh. So they still got screwed. I mean, it's fictional. It wasn't champagne. The champagne wasn't. Was Seacott promised his bonus? Nope. For the thirty games? Jesus nope. Christ. Was not, and it was not ten thousand dollars, which I believe they said would have equaled his yearly salary. Yeah. So for um, any, oh, anybody, right here, ready for anybody who doesn't know, in the movie, Eddie Seacott, who was the pitcher of the White Sox, their best pitcher, 
uh, is promised a bonus for winning 30 games in a season of $10,000. At 29 games, the owner sits him for five games in a row so that he can't actually achieve yeah, the 30 Just games. to screw him out of the, yes. the money. Right. And from what I saw, this is real. And now Brian's going to tell us it's bullshit. So here we go. Okay. Seacott was not prevented from winning 30, 30 games e- either season as he was given late campaign starts needed to achieve 30 wins, bonus or not. So he had, st- he had starts down the stretch. I'm, he not, was, I'm not following. He was never pulled. So what he says is, you didn't play me for two weeks, mm-hmm. so I couldn't win 30 games. You right. took the opportunity yeah. away. Right. And that is not that true. That is not true. He was, he was playing the whole time. Yep. Well, this really changes everything. Well, now the so the main here's the pointless. main thing. Now the players are bad guys. Well, let me tell you this. This is another thing that people don't really know, and the movie is completely wrong on. And I'm about to blow your balls off okay. because I discovered this in my research too. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody, sit down, put your butts in a chair, hold on tight. About to blow your mind. Baseball games were routinely fixed before this incident. That it, I saw. Yeah. It was not out of the norm. And the players actually approached the gamblers about it. I'm sure, yeah. This went on constantly. It was not the gamblers going to the players. They used to have signs in the ballparks, no betting, you know, because it was so so endemic. Yep. Um, Hmm. This is the players going to the mob so they could fix the game and make money. And the owners would let it happen because to confront it would actually ruin the reputation of the game and thus Mm -hmm. ruin their profits because they want people to keep coming to the park. Exactly. Um, they're terrified of the, of baseball getting the perception that it's fixed, even though it is. So when this thing goes down, this is why it's so huge. They can't let the public believe that baseball isn't on the level, because then it's the end of baseball. Exactly, you're paying to watch a competitive sporting event, the and they need an independent body separate from the players. But we'll get there. So it's actually right. the players' idea to go fix the World Series. It's not these poor. Oh, players getting screwed by the owner. Mm-hmm. It's this is fiction. Scumbags. It's fiction. It's players. This is people felt bad for them in the years afterward. Yeah, and invented a legend. Yes. Yeah. That's invented a boomer legend so that Ray Kinsella can make his baseball diamond on his farm. Wow. They romanticize it. Joe. Yep. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So the players up. are. Look. It's like it's like you find out about an employee who like steals money from work here and there, uh-huh. and you're like, oh, okay. And then you find out that that guy stole ten thousand dollars out of the manager safe, and now there's actual repercussions. Mm-hmm. That's the difference here. It's like they fit through all these. Well, these li- are the people that people love, right? Well, and if you're, in Chicago, if you're a kid, they were loved. hometown yeah. heroes. If you're yeah. a kid growing up in in the 1920s or before that, rather, you know these are, these are your heroes. Yeah. And when they get a raw deal and get fired. People will inevitably run block for them, for their reputation. Yeah, right. No. It's also your sports team. You want to watch them win. Yeah, they took like the the White Sox were shit for years after this. Oh yeah, they weren't competitive again. I think until like the nineteen late nineteen thirties or the fifties. Well, they lost eight of their best players. Exactly, and they didn't win a World Series after this until two thousand and five. Wow, damn. So like this completely fucked them. So it was 1917 they won, and then they won again below five? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> they only have, and they haven't won since. And when was the Boston? 1960? Boston, uh, 1918. 18. 1918 until, I believe, 2004. Four. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so they're actually worse. That's messed up. Who? 
The socks. The, the white socks. Yeah. Wow. See what this college boy taught us? Your college boy. <laughs> clean shirt. Apparently that was How'd an you get insult. Your shirt so clean? That was an insult. They're yelling at the player who's like <laughs> They yell at him for being educated and they yell yeah. at Joe Jackson for being stupid. Yeah, they just they just yell. <laughs> they don't yell. Care. They're just gonna bust your balls either no way. No matter what, yeah. Wow. Shoeless Joe. So yeah. this is the guy everybody knows from Field yeah. of Dreams. The big guy. Ray Ray uh Ray Liotta. Yep. Uh in that anyway. Um He's like the star. Rothstein! <laughs> Banging on the wall. So from what I read, which you're going to tell me now is fake. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. He's from the South. No, he was actually uh, <laughs> Canadian. No, that that's probably true. He's very much uh, apprehensive to go north and be in the big city. He felt that it would corrupt him, uh, which apparently it, it did. did. Yeah. yeah, he was right. Um, Nailed it. And had to be coaxed by... Uh, Kaminsky numerous times, like he sent dudes down to f- convince him to come play for. Really? Him. Yeah. They had to like beg him. Right. We need um, to bring nicknames back like this. Tommy, Shoeless Joe. Well, you know the story. I'm sure you saw Field of Dreams. Do you think I saw Field <laughs> Ryan, of Dreams? You've seen Field of Do Dreams. Do you think I seen Field of Dreams? It's baseball, but it's also ghosts. <laughs> the baseball, I've seen the movie Ghost. Baseball <laughs> has nothing to do with it, honestly. Like, you don't think so? It's a baseball movie, but you don't need to know or like baseball at all for it to work. It's a father-son movie. Yeah, it's about the love of baseball before yes. it's about the game itself. Sure. Well, I just never got around to it. So if I recall, he was rounding bases, his shoes came off, yeah. and he kept going. No. All right, I forget. He bought so. a new pair of cleats, and they were too tight, so he took them off, and he played without them. Papers called him Shoeless Joe. That's great. That's <laughs> a good nickname. We need more <laughs> nicknames like this. Do baseball players still have nicknames like this? Is there like one like I know like there's like they shorten their whole name like a rod like Gronk, Gronk. Is uh, that a, that's not a Pete Alonso on the Mets is the polar bear. Oh yeah, that's a kind of cool name. Yeah, it's a cool name. Didn't um, th- wasn't there a guy on the Mets with long hair? Thor. Thor. Yeah. They called yeah. him Thor. Yeah, because he he does look right. like Thor. I'm he, glad they're sticking with. He's the gone. Uh, Jacob Degrom was the Degrominator. What's your favorite one? An A bomb from A rod. What's your favorite one? Polar bear. Probably Polar Bear currently. Polar Bear. Pete Alonso is my current favorite player. Yeah, gotcha. I'm a Mets fan, so you know, <coughs> got to pick sense, a Mets. Makes sense. Robbie Cano. What do you know? <laughs> you love those. Uh, those. Yeah. The was it Sterling? Yeah. The like 2000. Uh, yeah, the home run Yankee calls. calls. You know. Goodness gracious! Yes, yes, yes. That I know. <laughs> a Shane in a box. <laughs> Posada <laughs> new. Oh, this is amazing. And they show a pi- they of show all like, the dramatic things I've ever seen. All the dramatic things is two guys in the box going. <laughs> it's no one knows what you're talking about. I know about. you have to be a New York radio fan. Yeah, it's just the most <laughs> un. <laughs> so, un- what, like, what was her name? Sue something. Sue Smith. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Whatever. Know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Back to the movie. <laughs> so we find out, uh, I don't pronounce his name, Chichley, is uh, he's smart money. And he's the one who's trying to formulate this plan. Which guy? The boxer? Well, Christopher Lloyd? No, no. Well, Christopher Lloyd, I'm talking about the player. Oh. The player's talking to the, the original guy who's trying to do the scam. Chick. 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 Chick yeah. Gandel. Yeah. Michael Rucker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's talking to Christopher Lloyd and uh, Iggy from the Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> um, they are trying to get him to agree to fix the game. And they will then, once he does, they'll go to Rothstein 
to bankroll everything. Yes. Yes. They're trying to get approval to make the money. Mm-hmm. And they need seven players, right? Like minimum? Well, they yeah, have well, they, they, they estimated it would take six or seven players. And maybe. Christopher Lloyd's character is a real former player named Bill Burns. Bill Burns. Who was involved in the scandal. Mm-hmm. He was and a pitcher. involved in the trial. Yes. He was a pitcher in baseball who held a record for years where he was the only player to have two games with a no-hitter and on the last pitch where he fucked it up on the last batter. So he had an eight he had a no hitter. So he almost had two no hitters. He right? almost had two and blew them both on the last batter. Wow. Doesn't sound like a great record. It's a horrible <laughs> record to have. And someone broke it and did it three times. Who? Oh, what's the guy's fucking name? Was it a recent? No, it is uh Dave Steeb did it in the nineteen eighties. Oh, of course, Dave Steeb. Uh, great Dave yes, Steve. We all know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> in nineteen eighty eight, I don't think Ant was born yet. I was not. I was just born. <laughs> Uh, so we find out that the player Freddie is now he got fingered. He got fingered from by Swede, <laughs> who's like you're in now. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that movie, right? Tom yes, real. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> it's a biopic. I can't say no to that. <laughs> the jewels, Betty. <laughs> We're all over the place today. We like baseball announcers. They're all over the place, right? So now, uh. Bucky is. Who's uh, your favorite baseball announcer? I don't know many of them, but uh, what was that guy that Will Farrell played? Will Farrell played? Yeah. Oh, Harry Carey. Harry uh, Carey. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> who's your favorite? I don't have one. I, yeah, who really? Who knows them? Yeah. Oh. My favorite is Keith Hernandez. He's a player. Well, but now he's an announcer. Years ago, he asked you to help him move, right? He asked me to help him move. Here we go. <laughs> He asked me to help him move, and I didn't think we were ready for that level of friendship. Right. And I was a little hesitant about it, and eventually I had to back off. And I was like, we're not at that level of helping move and airport pickups and all that. Mm -hmm. And then my other friend. Yeah, me. Right around that same time, me and Steve went to a Mets game. Exactly. And uh, I got spit on. Roger McDowell. That's right. That's who it turned out to be. Right. And I was there as well. He spit on you too. Right? Yeah, it was the same. Same spit. Same. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. Now some say there may have been a second spitter. No, come on. <laughs> second spitter on the gravelly road. That's right. Back to the left. <laughs> you know, if you didn't say anything about the shirt before starting. I would have legit thought it was just a baseball thing. I'd be like, oh look, he's wearing a baseball Show shirt. Show it off, good. Until you're like, oh my god, is that what I think it is? And I'm like, what? What is he talking about? You went so deep. <laughs> Go ahead. So it is a Brooklyn Cyclones Seinfeld Night T-shirt where they. Oh Why do they have Seinfeld? Night? Because it sells out, and they could do bobbleheads of the characters. They always have shit. like a B list. I should say like H list actor come right. Yeah, like the guy H-list. who played fucking Jimmy, the guy with the sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, I met uh, Donna Chang. Ah, yeah, uh, Changstein. Changstein. <laughs> yeah. to torture me. Convinced, but um, no, hey, there's the bobblehead. No way. Come on. God damn it. It's the Marble Rye. <laughs> Steve, slide that over here. I don't want to. I love you, Byron. 
The building has. The, oh, that's funny. I like that. <laughs> Shut up, your whole bag. <laughs> but, um, so me and my wife, we have our baby registry, mm-hmm. and you have to pick out like you know things for the registry. Mm-hmm. I picked all baby Seinfeld related clothes. Like what? Like a sh- like Ow. a onesie that says like Del Boca Vista. <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. This baby is breathtaking. <laughs> 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 That's a good one. I was planning on using that. Yeah, when I see the baby. Um. I have um, <laughs> I have uh, one that I put on where it's Larry David's face, uh-huh. and it just says "pretty, pretty, pretty good." And my wife is like, "We're not giving our baby a onesie with Larry David's face." And I go, "Oh yes, we are. <laughs> There's nothing I want more." <laughs> God damn it! Oh, we're talking about a movie, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think we are. All right. Um, I don't think we've ever been this far off track. No. <laughs> All right. So Michael Rooker is year t- of shows. This is like an off-road episode. You know, like we're we're just sliding. Yeah. So we find out that Michael Rooker, uh, you know, he's a boxer, mm-hmm. and he's you yeah. got to play the angles and all this. Yeah. Bucky shows some the kids a few tricks. Did we meet the dad from Frasier yet? Huh? Oh, the manager. Yeah. Kid Gleason. What a great character. What a great actor. He's awesome in this. Yeah. He's my favorite part of the movie. Really? Yes. You like him. Yes, I also like him on Frasier. He's the most likable of the bunch. I don't watch Frasier. Mm. I never got into it. out. It's fantastic. It's so well written. Frasier was like, I'd be watching Seinfeld 11 o'clock on syndication, and, and then, then Frasier comes on, and you're like, those, God damn it. Those tossed salads and scrambled eggs would make you change the channel. Yeah, right away. I'm like, God fucking damn it. What's on Fox? <laughs> What's a must-see TV? Oh, no, that was must-see TV, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Now, I have to bring this up, um, because... Buck, like Bucky runs into these kids and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna give them my all. Let me show you a few tricks." Yeah, and uh, is he stalking the kids? They just they live, live in, in the neighborhood. neighborhood. He's on his way home like from multiple the times. That he runs into these. That's how these it kids. was for a long time. I, the kids hang out and wait for him to walk by. You know, you sure. I think so. Yeah, their I neighborhood. I don't think he's a deviant. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many times do you sit and hang out with the neighborhood kids walking home? Yeah, but they're not He's stopping an icon. in. <laughs> yeah. You're not? <laughs> You're not <an> yet. Yo. <laughs> Can you imagine? What would you do? Hypothetical. I'm walking You're down. walking home. Yeah. Like six little kids run up to you and like, You're Aunt G. You're Aunt G. <laughs> You're Aunt G, yo. That's right, fellas. <laughs> Tell us a history fact. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Are you going to give it your all next next episode? Uh, no, I'll probably lazily get there and then wing it like I usually do. <laughs> Remember, anybody who's nice to their friends is an asshole. Remember, guys, carry my beer for me here. I'll give you one on your way out. Yeah, this happens like I'll seven give a times. Ha- and when you see me on the show giving a half-hearted effort, no, it's for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian's like, wow, Aunt really gave it his all that time. The little kid's like, say it ain't so it. Say it ain't so <laughs> Always drag your ass on your work. <laughs> always, always offer to help out with things without any real intention of doing it. <laughs> Stand around and pretend to set up the tripods. <laughs> Get to the studio after Brian has everything set up. 
<laughs> That's how you get ahead. <laughs> yep. They're all wide-eyed. <laughs> wow. Anyway, fellas, have a good night. And 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 can you sign my iPhone? No. <laughs> you have twenty dollars. <laughs> You're my favorite podcaster, slams the door in their Thank face. You. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So, we find out the uh, 29 isn't 30. No 10 Gs for comp. Um, for what's his name? What the hell is he talking about? The 29 games. isn't 30? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comps, he says 29 isn't 30. So he oh, can't the games. The t- okay, yeah, he can't right. give him the 10 Gs. Right. And then we meet. <laughs> 29 is definitely not 30. It's definitely not 30, that. yeah. <laughs> what a dick move. Uh, and then well, to find out that's not real, it's like, oh, yeah. No. Wonderful. <laughs> it's fake. It Especially, never happened. Uh, we made it up. If not we had time. Riker coming out, mm-hmm. like Jonathan Frey, it would be nonstop for this movie. Right, every scene. just. I guess yeah. so, yeah. Not this time. <laughs> this was invented by a writer. <laughs> it comes with a small bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> You ever notice how many chain restaurants are themed these days? <laughs> That's my favorite one in that clip. I don't know where we are anymore. Uh, we we learn uh, about Sleepy Bill Burns. We're getting all these people. Yeah. Sleepy all, Bill Burns is so Christopher cliche, Lloyd. Though. It's not cliche. It, it's it just, happened. It's convoluted. No, no, no. Uh, the... So remember how you said like the radio talk like oh right talks like this because it was the radio mm-hmm. they made everyone talk like that that's the equivalent of coming out a movie now and and everybody has the radio voice you know like the that's what it is no it'd be like if everybody did that TikTok face yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like a hundred twenty years down the line the movie's coming out about us because that's what happens we're gonna be the TikTok people going like this in the movie and yeah. it's like that's not reality. They're dancing with their hands we're hands, just hands. we're just talking. I'm not going to talk like that. I don't think they talk like that in the movie. Do you, they, Brian? They do a lot. What? That they put on the transatlantic accent in the movie? They do. Not really. I think there's some characters, mm. but I don't think everybody. You know, like, I don't think any of the main players do. Right. But, yeah, obviously, you know, the whole 30 win thing is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, as is discussed. But that's the moment when... Seacott uh, is in. He's in. Yeah. yeah. He goes out and he tells him ten grand up front. Yeah. Yep, and then I will bomb the gains. Right, and then they go to Rothstein, right? Well, the the um, what's his name? Christopher Lloyd goes to Rothstein. Fat Arnold Rothstein. Right. Yeah. Now this is this was kind of interesting. This is how much betting and convoluted shit was happening. Another guy comes along, an Irish guy from Boston. Yes. Mm-hmm. Named Sports Sullivan, and he. Offers them the same, the same exact thing <laughs> yeah. to fix the World Series on his behalf for ten grand. They agree to this. The two parties know nothing about each other. Yep, the players, the in players the, know both. So now the they made a double deal. Exactly. Yeah. Both of these parties will now go to Rothstein for the bankroll. Yes, because they need the money. It, it? It's just the craziest. Because he was the only one that had that much money. That had the hand. money. Because right. right. at the time, so I guess we need to talk a little bit about Rothstein. Sure. Yeah. Rothstein is the biggest gambler in the world, and he runs at the in New America at least at this time. He's a criminal enterprise. He runs a successful criminal enterprise based on gambling. Yes, in New York City. In New York City, which obviously is the hub of Of everything. Everything. 
he will become immensely more powerful in the near future once Prohibition starts and he becomes a bootlegger as well. Right. Some people credit him with creating modern organized crime. Running it like a business. Well, guys like Meyer Lansky and... They're um, his protégés. Yes, and Lucky Luciano are his guys. He trains those guys on yeah. what to do. Right. Do you know how mm-hmm. Rothstein died? Uh, wasn't he shot uh, during a card game? If I'm not so he went to a rigged card game, mm-hmm. and he lost like $300,000. Holy shit. And they were like, pay up. And he's like, your game was rigged. I'm not fucking paying. Mm-hmm. So they killed so him. They sh- so they had him killed. And yeah. that was years... That wasn't like the... Late twenties, maybe even the nineteen twenty eight. He died. Yeah. He was forty six. Yeah. Wow. And because he died, he lost power. It kind of brought down Tammany Hall. Tammany Hall. Yeah. He, yep. His death, uh, according to Wikipedia, was linked. He was all tied in with them. Was tied in with yeah, them. His sense. death opened a gap, mm-hmm. and it allowed um, what's his fucking name? They to were the come first in. real organized crime was Roosevelt, because that was Roosevelt's era. No, Franklin. Uh, fuck. What's the guy's name? I'm sorry. Give me one second. Like the gangs in New York LaGuardia? Era was, you know. There you go. Yep, LaGuardia came in, and, you know, there were all the reforms and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. So, obviously, he's a huge part of American history and yeah. New York history, Arnold Rothstein. Sure. And he's, and he's great on Boardwalk Empire, One of the too. best characters. <laughs> when I'm unsure about a bet, <laughs> I don't make it. <laughs> sometimes, I love that scene with Nucky when he's like, sometimes the smartest thing to do is not bet. Yes. And they show him, like... Not wanting to do this at first, he's like, "Yeah, we're not going to jump into this bet." And then, yeah, he sends a guy. He's out apprehensive yeah. at first, and then he he can't resist. Yeah, he doesn't want to do anything too big that can draw too much attention. Mm-hmm. Fixing the biggest sporting event in the country when there's no other media to distract. Right. It's he's also uh, he knows that if word gets out that he has placed bets on the Reds, the Cincinnati Reds, who will be the odds will flip. Yeah. Right. Yeah. People will know that the fix is in. He'll lose out. Up, Rothstein's betting. He yeah. knows they're going to win. And right. you kind of see that happen. They're like, somebody put big money down on the Reds. and they're, they're The like, rumor mill goes. Yeah. Well, yeah. what yeah. happens yeah. with gambling, so I'm a sports gambler, right? Are you? Yes. You don't say. So, <laughs> especially in the past, I have a long track record of mm-hmm. it. But what happens is all these places calculate all the odds and money coming in. So Vegas, Vegas, if I put a million dollar bet, let's say on, you know, whatever, it's going to move the line. If I tell enough people and there's enough money coming in on the line, the gamblers look and they're like, the odds are coming in too heavy for this one side. We need to adjust the odds. Hmm. So I know there are people that give away their MMA bets. And when they give them away with an intention of changing not with that, not with an intention of changing. Like there's professional gamblers that people pay for their picks, right? Okay. So let's say I have a hundred thousand people that are all paying me for my MMA picks. Mm-hmm. I bet the thing first. I'm like, I bet uh, Henry Cejudo at minus one ten. I think he's gonna win. And everyone that is with me starts putting money on. Mm-hmm. The casinos are gonna go. Hold on, holy shit! And now they have the technology in real time to do it. They'll adjust the odds to reflect where the money is going mm-hmm. to right. make sure that they win. I see. It makes sense. House always wins. Anyway. I've never been able to figure out odds and, and like handicapping. And it's like very that. simple. I'm too stupid when Mi- it comes to that sort of thing. Minus means they're the favorite. Plus means they're the underdog. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. Yeah. It, if you bet a dollar, 
you get back a certain amount. Right. So if it's minus 10 and I bet a dollar, I'll get back. Uh, you would get back, if they're minus 110? Yeah. You would need to bet 100 you would need to bet $110 to make back 100 There. Wow. Yeah. With a dollar. That's, that yeah, that yeah, math yeah. is you, too uh, skewed. I was trying to keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> but still, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Rothstein gives 40 Gs up front. 40 yep. Gs when they're done. Supposed to go to the players. Supposed to go to the players. And then shit goes Now, awry. the other gamblers decide... Not to give it to the players. To well, nobody gives it to the players. Well, yeah, except Seacott, because they have yes. to pay him they, off. The first. pitcher's the most important guy. Yeah, they need him to be right. bad. And once one, they figure that once they start, they won't be able to stop. Everything will be in motion. This burns them all. You know, this is what does them in. Yeah, because their own gre- the gamblers' own greed and not like why wouldn't you just give the players what they wanted? Like they're the guys in control of everything. They're gonna make so much money anyway. Like, well, it's these guys are trying to make money for themselves. If they pay the players, all the underlings, they yeah, yeah they yeah. won't be able to double dip. Right, they're incompetent fuck ups. Yeah, who are not looking at the big picture and only looking at them their immediate personal gain, mm-hmm. and they end up getting fucked because of it. Right. Yeah, and their justification is, "What is anybody going to do? Call the cops?" Exactly. Right. Where if they would have done the right thing, let's say they all took their money, this we wouldn't even be talking about it right now. We Nobody would never would. know. Yeah. It would yeah. just be, uh, that was a real big historical upset, and yeah. we move on. Right. But because they bet the individual games as they went on. Like dumbasses. Yeah. <laughs> they got fucked. But according to your side, like, this happens constantly. They're, all the games are fixed. Not, Not all, all of them, but. A good amount. Let's say me and Ant are in town, right? And we're in Chicago. We go to Rothstein, and we're like, yo, Not Rothstein, but we go to a guy, play some bets for us. We're going to tank this game. We can make this even simpler. Me and you go to Chicago. We got five grand. Yep. We give $1,000 to the pitcher and say, pitch shitty today, and we put the rest of it against him. Yeah. That's it. That's that's fixing the game. Yeah, I know. know? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, this movie would have you believe, like, oh, my God, they're setting up the World Series, but... Your history is like, this happened more than you probably... We don't know know. how many World Series were fixed. There's no way to know. I'm going to say a decent amount. (laughs) This seems to be bigger than the rest. Right, because there's so many involved. There's a lot of people involved, and there's a lot of money You know what I think it was? I think it's because they were such heavy favorites. Right. Right, yeah, yeah. That it's so in your face. And you're at a point now where the sport is growing so much, like... You know, all these guys keeping scorecards. Exactly. Like, like it's it's a big thing now, you know? Yeah. Like, we're, we're, like, five years away from, like, the Babe Ruth, like... Yeah. Like Was ba- he playing already? Babe Ruth is on the 1918 Red Sox, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he is... He's like tra- a rookie. Yeah, like, he's traded th- the 1919 right. season, if I recall. What would you say is the height of baseball? It's most powerful. The 50s? 60s? I would say probably the 60s. 60s? Because really? you have... You have met ma- at fifties or sixties. It's close. Mm-hmm. The height. Yeah, you have mass communication, yeah. right? Yeah. There's really no other games in town. Yeah, you have. It's completely tied in with the culture. Exactly. Everyone loves it, and you got superstars. Exactly. You have Mickey Mantle. Yeah. Roger Maris chasing Babe Ruth's record. Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. the Dodgers. Like you have all the boomer shit that mm-hmm. they still love. The yeah. Giants. Yeah. It's fifties, sixties baseball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? That makes sense. 
Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's you. the biggest error. Look, but the most money made is like recent era. Well, for know. the players. For the for players any, for and anyone. inflation. Yeah. yeah. The TV deals, the owners make so much money. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they kill it. Um, so, Joe, we learned stares at candles. Yeah. <laughs> you just put, like, well, they have this train scene. And well, just stares at a light. That's what I do for the LED so I don't go blind in this room. <laughs> just stare at them until I can't see anymore, and then I switch my eye. <laughs> Ant puts his mouth over a candle to burn his tonsils to really get the, the power in his throat. Right, right. Right. I don't even know what to say to that. I that don't know so what it means, <laughs> but I'm, I agree with him. It's just how you prepare as a podcaster. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> they have this train scene where everybody's kind of openly discussing fixing yeah. shit. Smart in right? front of pe- in front of everybody. Random people. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to do that? You want yeah. in? And like everybody's starting to just kind of understand what's happening, even yeah. like the guys that aren't involved. Yeah, and some want to be involved. Yeah. Others don't, which... Like like uh, Cusack. Yeah, yeah, Word yeah. starts to spread. Mm-hmm. You can't keep things secret as people are murmuring and talking. Right, especially in the clubhouse. It's people traveling together. You're mm-hmm. going to hear shit, and you know how these guys play, how they move. Mm-hmm. You can smell bullshit. Yeah. And now first, it's um, they have to throw a minimum of three games. Uh, then the three turns into five. Yeah. Well, at AR, first, AR at, wants five. At first, it's not throwing the series, and then it turns into that. And yes. then it turns into yeah. that because it just got out of control, and there's so much money on it. Right. So they have the first game. It's in Cincinnati. Yep. Um, You're a bum. Yeah. You're a bum, C. And Seacott uh, <laughs> has to throw a pitch at the first pitcher to let them know to the let fix the is gamblers in. Know and I time. love this scene where Arnold Rothstein is in like the that's that was my favorite moment of the whole movie the gambling scene and yeah, he's watching cool. the thing anticipation he's watching a telegraph come yeah through. he's getting this little yep. like, that's like doing paper. a a guy like reads that. it yeah and then they move they the move the thing yeah. it's a public telegraph office yeah that's like I, awesome that's crazy yeah I guess that's how you would it find makes out. perfect sense yeah. yeah. How else could you they, know? They had one of those on Boardwalk Empire, too. They did. I remember that scene then. Yeah. And I actually think they had another one when the radio first came out. Really? Yeah, like not everybody had a radio, mm-hmm. so you'd go to like a public thing and listen to the radio, which is pretty And cool. get some news. Yeah. Can you imagine like someone talking over the radio while you're trying to listen? That would be horrendous. How many fights Who do you think there were? Who the fuck would want to listen to people talk? I don't know. <laughs> 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 so uh Joe Jackson doesn't want to play. He's like, no, he play. feels guilty. This play. Up, this You'll play, Jackson. You'll play. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he looks like a little child. I don't want to play. Yeah, they're all young guys. Get this- yelled at by this old man. That's actually every time I don't want to record. That's what he does to me in the car. That's, That's right. Yeah. You're gonna record and you're gonna like it, Steve. <laughs> I don't wanna. Now, uh, he says, uh, we can only beat off ourselves. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to do it yourself, right? I mean, we can only do that. I will sweep alone. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like you said, he, you know, he hits the batter to initiate it. And then Rothstein is like, yup, I'm about to I'm make in. money, yep. and he just leaves. Yep. He's like, I already know the outcome. <laughs> what? It's just so dead. <laughs> what? What? We've lost all momentum. 
Well, the, yeah. It's, <laughs> I don't think we lost momentum. This is how baseball works. <laughs> you start talking about the game, and it's like, yep. He, uh, it's a strike. It's a ball. Strike. <laughs> that's, the, that's the pace. Feels bad, doesn't it? All right. So John Cusack. <laughs> we got to get back on track. <laughs> Look, I'm like Bucky Weaver. I'm diving out here. And it doesn't want to play. Best. <laughs> Me and Steve are sabotaging the game right now. Yeah. You know play the game, Harding. <laughs> Say it ain't so, eh? <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> The podcast paying us on the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you get, the dollop is giving you guys money. The dollop. I'll take a dollop. What the, oh. I think that's another history podcast. Is it really? I don't know. <laughs> Big Dan Carlin got to you guys. Yeah. Dan Carlin came, <laughs> put some fat stacks in my pocket. Him and Mike. Uh, uh, God, I can't remember his name. Mike Duncan. <laughs> Mike Duncan. <laughs> you are reviewing history, boys. Are gaining too much momentum. How'd you like to tank the podcast? Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing at, but I want in. <laughs> Steve's in the car with you as this is happening. You're you don't like, want none of this, Steve. <laughs> oh, I think I do. He's I a bad man. He's a dangerous man. They're history podcasters. They have a following. <laughs> They've written books. They will tell you shit about Rome you can't even imagine. Do you know about the storm before the storm? <laughs> what about the end is always near? Three seconds later. Uh, These you're, are you're cited in, you're works. In. You're in. <laughs> Holy shit. I love the idea of Mike Duncan and Dan Carlin <laughs> as, like, gangsters are trying to shut us down. Podcast gangsters. Big history pod. Yeah. Can't tell us what to do. Oh, fuck. That's funny. I actually was on a phone call with um, Dan Carlin. I recorded it secretly. I'll play it for you guys later. Oh, yeah? What did, yeah. He, what did he say? He was uh, making us a deal, and oh, I, yeah. I secretly recorded it. Mm. I was like, I'm not worried about- You wearing about a wire? Yeah. I was, like, I was like, I'm not worried about us, Dan Carlin. I'm worried about the next- History podcast yeah. that you try to do this to. <laughs> Every time you go on Mike Duncan's show, he pats you down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not afraid of you, Dan Carlin. Right? <laughs> Come see me sometime. <laughs> Is he like tough? Could he like kick my ass? He's like a 60 year old man. Okay, I think I got California. a shot. <laughs> Used to be a journalist. I got a shot. <laughs> you fucking dweeb. <laughs> Go read your history book. I'll tell you one Go thing. Go shine though. your history the, book. The man knows his way around an Iowa class battleship. I'll just say. <laughs> so. The Reds win nine one. <laughs> they game. spank them. Yeah, they they uh, they pull Eddie at five nothing. The manager thinks there's no fix. By the way, he still is like Did? believing in his players. No, I think he probably suspected it. Well, someone maybe asked not at him. the beginning, but definitely by game three. Um, and he he thinks that they're gonna turn it around. Like they'll get past it and and they'll pull things together in like the future games. He's waiting for them to fix their own issue. You mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. I think he still has faith in them. All right. 
He's got faith. Because, uh, what is it, Dickie Kerr, I think is the, mm-hmm. the guy's name, is the, the third. So they had three amazing pitchers. Yep. Seacott, uh, who we've been talking about. The main play, guy. He's in game one. He's yeah. the most dangerous guy. Then you've got this guy, Lefty. Lefty Southerner. something. Uh, he's the Lefty Williams. He's the guy who, in game two, they keep telling him to throw his curveball, which apparently is like legendary, and he won't do it. He just he's keeps the, throwing straight. Keeps throwing straight fastballs. <laughs> and he's um, getting rocked. Yeah. Yes. You feel so bad for the catcher who's not in on the fix, Swag. and he's just freaking what the, the fuck, fuck out. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and he keeps like throwing, throw the curve, throw the curve, throw yeah. the curve. <laughs> Tell a joke, Ant. Yeah. Tell a joke, Ant. <laughs> There's dead air. Tell a joke, Ant. Stop being quiet. <laughs> um. And then there's this third guy, Dickie Kerr. Now, this guy was like a young guy. He may have been a rookie. I'm not sure. But he comes out and has, like, one of the best seasons, like, World Series has ever. He smokes the Reds in every game he plays. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> there At one point where the gambler is like, we should have got that fucking guy. Yeah, right. And in the movie, if I recall, when they get to game eight when they're eliminated, mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like... I'm screaming at the Putting manager. I'm like, go to Kerr. Right. <laughs> um, I guess these guys, they need, to, they need to be rested, right? They don't want well, to put there might be them rules two games in a row. It. Well, no. You So in baseball, typically, the maximum you want to have a guy pitch on is three days rest. Like, So he'll play a game and then they're off for three days? If you have to get them back, they need at least three days rest. So like David Cohn didn't play two games in a row? No, that would never happen. You'd blow out your arm. Wow. It's, like, impossible. These guys the next day are icing their arms. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure in the, in this day, in, like, the 1919s, right. but even then they knew, you know, you can't rush these guys back. It's so just saying angels in the outfield was bullshit? Well, I don't think there was a pitcher in that who pitched every day, was there? What was that, uh, uh, dude, I think he died what was that movie about the pitcher who had, like, the arm that went like this? Oh, the... The, uh, the kid? Yeah, yeah. Rookie of the rookie year. Of the year yeah. so you're saying that's bullshit? Yeah, you I believe that? rookie of the year more than this. Well, he's a closer. <laughs> Closers usually could pitch every day. Uh, like oh, Mark Rivera. That makes... Oh, because I guess... Mariano Rivera. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is Mark Rivera? Mark Rivera's the Puerto Rican guy I know. He's yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> in your men's league. Yeah. He's the father of one of the kids that comes up to him every day. <laughs> <laughs> so a plane drops a stuff. Yeah, it drops a dummy. Like, yeah, I love that. That was awesome. I, uh, and everybody that happened. Like, is it must have. They. I don't think they just put, put, put that yeah. in. Like, I assume that's yeah. that's based off of some reality because that's drops a, a White Sox effigy. I think it was right. on Game One, so it was before anybody knew. And the coach has like a nice zinger. Like, can he pitch? Put him in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you looking it up? That must. Yeah. Happened. You guys talk real quick. Yeah. Sure. Um, and it, it's funny because, you know, airplanes are so new. Right. Well, everyone's yeah, looking in amazement. Oh, right. What is happening? Right. <laughs> it's like a little prop plane, too. It's, it's Yeah, it's right after the war. So the oh. aviation was really just starting to take off. Uh, see, I, see what I did there? Oh. <laughs> that was, that was I, that I was can't strong. find anything about that, so. Well, I guess maybe it was just. Maybe it was. Maybe it was you know, yeah. I don't know. You know it's what? Cool Considering scene. how much was invented for this, mm. chalk it up as invention. You know. All right. Um, we got another loss. Joe Jackson is given his money now. He gets something? Yeah, in this scene, because yeah. they want to pay him to make sure he dives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Joe Jackson, from what I understand, never officially... He was stepping out. What? Stepping time? Stepping out. Joe, Joe Jackson. Jackson. 
I don't get it. We are stepping out. (laughs) Is this like an 80s song? Yes, by Mm -hmm. Joe Jackson. (laughs) Is that Michael's father? No. (laughs) I don't know it. You don't know stepping out. Sing it. What's the chorus? Is this a popular song? Yes. I've never heard this. Put it on. We can't put it on. We can't put it on? No. No. It's going to sound like shit. Well, we we could, but I don't want to. I, I look, hold on. I gotta make sure it's Joe Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play it. Right. I'll keep going. You tell me. This is the worst <laughs> reference ever. If I got this wrong, I hope you did. <laughs> fucking, go ahead. So Bomb. left, lefty won't throw the curve. They lose. Yeah, that game. fucking Joe Jackson stepping out. How do you guys not know this? I don't, oh, know. I don't know. I've what never you're heard about this. Into the night. I was born after it came out. What do you want from me? <laughs> You Zoomer, you don't know what happened before you were born. Yeah, exactly. Watching TikTok all day, dancing I've never, I've like never an seen asshole. These, I was telling I've him never seen today. Any of these fancy movies. So I was telling him today. My classroom is next door to a dance class, I love this. right? I love this so much. So like that, you know, there's a dance class, whatever. Dance holder is love. But I hear the TikTok songs all day now. <laughs> Oh, yeah? Because they're, they're, they're dancing with their hands. Yes. I hear that all day. Uh-huh. I hear the Matilda Naughty they're song. They're a little bit naughty. Yeah. All day long. This makes my life better, knowing that you're being tortured. <laughs> do they do the, the other one we were talking about? The BB Rexo one? Which is the BB Rexo? When they were going to have the best I'm fucking night of their now. life. I know. Yeah. I haven't heard that one you yet. You will soon. When I There's one that I hear, give her, give mm-hmm. song. and every time I hear like this. Tell them to play Stepping Out. <laughs> yeah, you guys should play Kids some Joe Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Can, do you take requests? <laughs> what do they play? They pl- those are the ones I really know mm. that like every time they come on, I'm like it's the fucking Matilda song. <laughs> it's the Wednesday song. And there's one other one with like this like Constant. this like guitar style thing that like it catches my ear. And I there, it's definitely something sampled, mm. but I haven't been able to pick up what it is yet. Mm. So that's gonna be the name of my tapas restaurant. Something sampled. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Something sampled. Okay. Just a little sample. So we yeah. get to game three. They're not. They're not full meals. <laughs> it's tapas. Samples. The little thing. Get them. Served with wine. <laughs> we have a sommelier. It's really nice. <laughs> Do you like a sommelier? Of course. I was born to be Somalia. I've spoken to two of them in my life. Two sommeliers? Yeah. 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 What do you know about them? They're geniuses about wine. That's about it. <laughs> they know nothing. Could you else. imagine having no other skills? <laughs> Just knowing about like it's insane. Like they know the hyper focused on one thing. If it's a specific brand and year, they know the temperature of the dirt mm. that like the grapes were growing in and shit. Like like it's, it's crazy. How useless. The humidity. Yeah. Like, Do you remember it, on my wild. bachelor party? Yeah. Th- like the sommelier came over. Yeah. And fucking like guys were already drunk and they were like, yeah, just get that. Yeah. And yeah, the fucking sommelier was like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah. And it like didn't go with the meal and shit. It was yeah. like. They get offended. Yeah. Like you rube, you chud. Really? <laughs> it's like you're having <laughs> you're having red wine with fish. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> are you fucking Russian? <laughs> so now we get to game three, and we see Michael Rucker's character obviously like fuck up a running play, mm-hmm. where like he stutters and yeah. like then gets mm-hmm. thrown out. He's a bad actor. The real footage has been uncovered. 
There's footage. What? There is early film that was recently of that play. Of that play, which I watched today, recovered by like the dudes no who did the way. research. I just, I just yep. feel like, like now, now is when the footage comes out. Not where 20, was it? Thirty years ago. Where was it? Yeah, where'd it come from? Who yeah, had like, the camera it's going? A hundred years. It was. Like, um, what's going on? I think it was in Canada. From like some Canadian news organization that was at the game. That was at the game, and like you could see the play now. I, I feel like wow. it's bullshit. And it was out in like a newsreel somewhere. Yup. In like the Yukon. That's pretty cool. I kind of feel like it might be bullshit. Rare footage of 1919 World Series discovered in Canadian. Um, hold on, it's loading. Canadian archive, and it's online now. And you're damn right, it was in Yukon. That's where they found it. Wow. Was the play similar? Beat that it, looks, it looks so... This is one thing the movie got absolutely right mm-hmm. from descriptions. It's a drop. Wow. It looks so similar, the fit, like the real footage and the movie. That's pretty cool. Which Steve is probably here doing it side by side. Most likely, yeah. Not me acting it out, obviously. I'm putting the, the video. You know what? Let's get out on the diamond yeah. with our camera and get Beaver in it. <laughs> we got to get an old-timey baseball uniform, though. But I have to also Why are they so baggy? <laughs> they want to be loose. Yeah. You got to run. Mm-hmm. You have to run. You don't Remember, to they don't have polyester yet. Uh, right. I'm going to wear a Charlie Sheen wig. I'm not even doing the bit. That's just, you know. That's right. Charlie Sheen is in this. Very small role. Yep. One of his two baseball movies. Yes. The other one... Uh, Hot Major, League. Part Hot Major League. Yes, what? the baseball <laughs> movie <laughs> Hot Shots. Part Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we get some more game throwing. Uh, but the White Sox win one of them in this, right? They win uh, several. They win four games. Yeah. No, they win three games. Three games. And Bucky tells his wife about the fix. Well, Kerr wins a game. Mm-hmm. I think they win game three, game five. And game six, right? And that's just to keep up appearance, or maybe it, deep down they were like, I kind of want to try this game. Right. Well, they've know? none of them have been paid. Well, well a yeah. few of them have yeah. been paid. So eventually they their sense of pride comes back. Yeah. They, they try and It's win. also, you know, you have a pitcher who's actually playing good. Right. It's hard when he's throwing yeah. heat. And nobody wants to look shitty, you know? Yep. That's, they say that at one yeah. point, because yeah. like, there's some of them are making plays, because mm-hmm. you don't want it to be too obvious. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes sense. You think you could betray your team, Brian? Me? Yeah. So we know my how badly I want to win. Right, but how much you also love a good cash prize. I do, but <laughs> winning matters so much more to me than money. Really? Yeah, I would totally be Bucky Weaver and like I would be fighting the guys in the locker room. If so they were fucking up victory for me. When Dan Carlin comes and gives you $70 to screw us over next time. Well, we're talking, a whole, we're talking a whole 70 <laughs> he's, a da- he's a dangerous man. You don't mess with Mike Duncan. He's got, okay. he got a lot of, they got a lot of pockets. Pockets are deep. He's probably got a Gladius on him. We're going <laughs> to get a message for Brian. I lost the episode. I don't know. <laughs> Tick history firebombed my mother's house. <laughs> I'm the biggest YouTube Ryan, history if, channel. If you don't delete episode 48, we're going to kill your wife. <laughs> Holy shit. This got serious. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about that podcaster? Which one? He Real lost, or fake? Well, he's many consider him to be the greatest podcaster of all time. He and doesn't have a tongue. What? Yeah, he podcasts with no tongue. His name is Joe Jackson. I actually have a recording of him right now. 
Yeah, I heard him on Joe Rogan now that you mentioned yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Many consider it to be one of the greatest podcasters of all time. Holy shit. This is the weirdest Holy show we've ever done. Shit. <laughs> we what a fucking bomb this is. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry we're doing this. He had this to here. just make gurgling noises <laughs> to entertain himself. We really just dropped the fucking ball. I think we need to come clean with the audience. <laughs> I think this one is good. Drop the ball. Not Made an error. <laughs> or is it? Us? Hang in there, guys. Hang in there. We're bring it home now. So he has some kids playing stickball. Bucky finds him again. Well, they yell at Bucky. They're in a fucking alley. They're in an alley playing stickball, and he still finds him. Yeah. He's f- he's looking for the kids, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, they live next door. Stop trying to call John Cusack a pedophile. It's just there's no need for it. It's uncalled for. He's a good man. He's trying to be a role model. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's like mentorship makes me fucking sick. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to see it. <laughs> you really are a cynical fuck. You know that. <laughs> you never see the good in people. That's why I don't like you. (laughs) I don't like you either. (laughs) So now we get to a game in Chicago. Eddie's whole family is there to watch him, and Eddie throws a lights out game. Lights out, Gorilla Radio. (laughs) Turn that shit up. I'm forever throwing ball games. Yes. Pretty, Pretty bubbles. I like that part. What movie is that that you Green like? Green Street Hooligans. Green Street Hooligans starring Elijah Wood as a tough guy. I like yeah. the movie. The He's not the tough man. guy. He's not tough. He's not tough? He gets his ass kicked throughout the whole thing. Oh, uh, is he the journo? Yeah. 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 Fucking journo. Journo. Yeah. <laughs> that movie was ahead of the times. <laughs> yeah. They knew all, they knew all journalists are bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Except you. You know who you are if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan Carlin. We don't want to cross him. <laughs> he, he's got Apache tears. The History Podcasters <laughs> Consortium. Oh, fuck. I'm crying. <laughs> Dan Carlin is like a podcast mob boss. Is one of the funniest. <laughs> He gets really angry that we're bad yeah. with history, too. He's like, I gotta uh, get these guys. He sends his lackey, that fucking guy from History on Fire. <laughs> He's listening to the show. That He's like, Italian he, goes, he goes, this fucking guy, he doesn't even know the updated facts about the World Series. Why don't you go learn him something? Ants at work. The guy comes in. He goes, let me tell you about the 29-game win streak, all right? Yeah. He, he just, all he does is aggressively show me a Wikipedia yeah. page. <laughs> Look, Look this is baseball reference. What do you know, huh? <laughs> Who was before Margaret Thatcher? You see that? That's a works-cited page. <laughs> Maybe you should familiarize yourself with these kinds of things. How many How many <laughs> terms in office did Winston Churchill have, you son of a bitch? <laughs> Spits in my face. Yeah. <laughs> Game seven. <laughs> 
Well, hold on. We got to talk about this obvious bullshit. As I'm Which watching bullshit? the movie, I go, this is Brian's the- Brian's sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> obvious bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. My wife is a front. It's time to come clean. <laughs> I'm a gay. <laughs> Good save. What bullshit? So the the part where the guy is in the hotel room and the gangster comes up to him is like, I'm going to kill your wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's this, bullshit? This, Complete bullshit. This was in my my documentary. It's real. As your real. documentary says it's no. real. No. That yeah. says it's bullshit. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fake. They said, they said Rothstein sent that guy. No. <laughs> this is, <laughs> it's all fake. This whole thing. Are you sure fake. that's obvious bullshit? From I mean, what I read earlier, hold he was on. was a gangster. Are you sure about that five minutes? You sure about that five minutes? <laughs> what is that? It's my cousin my Vinny. Cousin. Okay. <laughs> Ain't no self-respect a man does uh, no instant grits. No self-respect southerner uses instant grits. <laughs> so what does your thing say while I look that up? They said that when, a, when they won, um, I think, two games... AR was sent the guy to make sure that he got his his uh, investment his taken the, care yeah. of. So they threatened to maul the guy's wife. I think it was Eddie, uh, not Seacott, the other Eddie. There's another Eddie. The Southern one. Yeah. Yeah. Because he wanted to win, and then it's like, nah. Nothing? So what I'm seeing is that it, all the evidence is circumstantial. Yeah, there's no way to do um, it. Asinoff described Harry F. as a dash of fiction designed to substantiate unauthorized use of his work. Uh-huh. So. Who's Asinoff? Oh, this is what I remember. Asinoff placed two fictional screen, two fictional characters in Eight Men Out. Oh, is that the director? Uh, no, Jonathan Sales is the director. Asinoff, I think, was a screenwriter. One of these characters has been exposed. The other remains a matter of speculation. Mm-hmm. There is no dispute regarding the identity of fictional character number one. He is Harry F., the memorable thug with a raspy board voice who intimidates Lefty Williams into his first inning blow-up in game eight. So that guy is fake, according to this. Invented by a writer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything I'm seeing from the baseball reference thing is saying that shit is fake. Okay. Freaks would be having a fucking time of his life. In his He'd be door. exhausted <laughs> from coming in and out. Oh, my God. Coming out from behind that fucking yeah. glass showcase. <laughs> in the mummy. I think there's a mummy in the background, right? Pure fiction. So. We made it up. Oh, my God. That's funny. So the next game eight, I believe, Lefty is throwing it. Like, the last game. It yeah, ends. He's throwing it bad. You know, and everyone knows it. It's just blatant. Jackson hits a home run. Mm-hmm. So they lose four one, I believe. As as Ray Kinsella would later point out, what what would he say? That is, he had the series' only home run, Joe Jackson. Yeah, there you go. And uh, the investigation starts. We get a nice little montage of uh, and there's articles about the dive. Yeah, they're building it up. And uh... now, my friend once took a dive. Oh yeah, yeah. Was it into a empty pool? No. So he was doing stand up. <laughs> And this guy, <laughs> this guy kept following him and doing great because he would kill before that guy. Because the crowd was warmed the up. The crowd was warmed up. So he decided to tank. So he got like really cheesy suspenders, right. went on stage and was like, who's ready to laugh? Yeah. And he tried to bomb. Uh-huh. But ironically, mm. 
at that time, uh-huh. one of his friends had been cooked like a turkey yeah. and was chased on stage like a fat man. Right. And it actually ended up killing for the other comedian. There you go. And it blew up in his face. What are the odds? <laughs> Who'd have thought? I mean, he got hit with oregano, real parsley, story. and Parmesan. <laughs> real story. I saw that episode. You laughed. <laughs> You laughed, you son of a bitch. I saw that episode. All three of us were there. We witnessed yep. you laughing at yeah. Seinfeld. That was a funny Glasses moment. Round. The container's round. round. They should call it round. <laughs> Komsky offers... Oh, is this movie over yet? Reward money. He offers reward money. The gamblers just, all yeah. leave the country. They're they get bouncing. away with it. Yeah, yeah they're doing quick They bounces. don't suffer any consequences, any of the gamblers. So no, why would suckers. they? Yep. Rothstein ends up teaming up with Kaminsky for the lawyers. And they, he will get his name out of the papers and lie to the grand jury. Now, it this trial actually doesn't happen until the 1920 season. Right. Whoa. It's actually the next baseball season in the middle of yeah. it. This shit happens. They were playing. Wow. They were playing. While the trial was happening. Yeah, because uh, the journalists are the ones that like really hounded after this and, and did investigations and things and brought it to the public. Fucking yeah. journos. They kind of showed that. Yeah. Um, was in s- fact, the local guys... They tried to break the news in like the local papers, and the papers wouldn't print it, <laughs> just to protect. They're like, "We'll get killed." Right. Right. So they they had to go to New York and like go to New York magazines to talk to even like discuss it. Wow. Say and it ain't so, Joe. Say it. Is this a real line? So legendary. Legendary. Yes. Really? Nobody knows. There's no real evidence to support right. it. It's just one of those things so about the. It's one of the things about the case that you have to put in there, and there's no mm-hmm. basis to support it. Right. I guess we should probably explain it just in case nobody watched this movie. Well, so Joe's well, outside let's, the courthouse. The they, a they, little kid says it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Kaminsky actually paid for their lawyers yeah, to protect himself. Oh, to protect himself, and he wanted them to protect his ball club to get off, so we yeah. would have a team that could win. Right. Because they were probably going to win the World Series in 1920. Yeah. They're still All the same right. guys. They yeah. Don't um, and, and they say the confessions were one lost? of his rivals yeah. is the guy. One of the other owners is the guy who hunted down that guy, uh, the Christopher Lloyd character. What was his name? Bush, Bill, Burns, Burns. Right? Uh, and they he like hunted down that guy and got him to testify because he was like the star witness <laughs> to make the players into criminals, you know. Um, but in the end, all of these guys ended up signing away their immunity. They show that in the movie. They trick Joe Jackson because he can't read. Because he can't yep. read, um, but they can't really prove that they did anything to mislead the public, which is the actual like crime, right? Yeah, um, it's there. I think. Well, they get off on the crime. Yeah, they get away with it legally, and then baseball just bans them for life. Well, they get this yeah. guy Kennesaw Mountain Landis. So let's talk about it. All right. Uh, the owners decide. That the public will never trust them again after this. Unless there's an the, impartial. There's an impartial party. A commission. A commissioner that is, and he says, I don't want to answer to anybody. I have full immunity to do whatever the fuck I want. absolute power. Absolute power. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's awesome. Like him too. This guy's awesome. He's cool looking. He yeah. was a judge in this, right? Yes. Like some random judge who's like, all right, what's my salary? Yeah, he was a judge. <laughs> I guess uh, he was in charge of like... Weeding out German infiltrators during the war, or something. Yeah. Like, right. Really. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's badass. Like he had, he had like a really cool like wartime gig. Yeah. He's oh, a badass, Kennesaw. That's cool. Which is a cool name. 
Yeah, I'd pick him, too, in that situation. I'd be like, he's the guy. Yeah. I'd give him full power. It's fine. And he would wow. hold that power until his death, which is in the 1950s. That's a cush job. Before, uh, no, I'm sorry. No, I don't think he lived that long. 1945, I think he died. 45 or 46. Remember, we, talk, we talked about him when we talked about 42. 20 to yes, 30 we did. years in that gig, right? Yeah. That's a lifetime thing. It's just, yeah. He sits back, he looks at some baseball. And it's like being on the Supreme Court. He, uh, he was in job. office until 1944. 44. So there okay. you go. Damn. Yeah. And he died at 78 years old. So he so the day after the time. trial, he says, you guys are all banned from baseball. Yep. Nobody who colludes with gamblers in any way, shape, or form, who even fucking thinks about it and doesn't report it, uh, is out. So basically the entire... The eight men are out. And this yeah. became the standard in all sports going forward yeah. until pretty recently. Oh, really? There's been a change? What? So now, because sports gambling is so prevalent, mm -hmm. they will... But it's well organized now. But it, there were times where they wouldn't let you bet on other sports. So like, if you're a baseball player and you were in Vegas... If I'm Pete Rose. Well, Pete Rose <laughs> bet on baseball. Right. But there was a time where they wouldn't even want you to bet on another sport. So mm -hmm. if he went and placed a bet on football, they'd be up his ass. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, that's more lax. That's like a character flaw, I suppose. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Um, we got to talk about the stolen confessions. Was yeah. this real? Yes. No. What? <laughs> How are lies. you surprised? My thing is all lies. Why are you so surprised? It's all lies. Your thing just watched the movie and was like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> this is what it seems like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, there was a theft of the original transcripts from the prosecutor's office, but it was discovered well in advance. The player's testimony was recreated by grand jury stenographers using their shorthand notes and was read back to the jury. Uh, this incident had no effect on the trial. Wow. So, it is not scandalous at all. Wow. They misplaced. But they did attempt to steal things. Well, they misplaced documents or they were lost, and stenographers just recreated it. It's a nothing thing. Right. Wow. It has no bearing it on anything. It like the players are so bad. It was so much less exciting. So it, would, it would be like on your computer, like, oh, no, I deleted those files, and you're looking for it. You're like, oh, right. it's in the recycling bin. Undo <laughs> and button. you pull it back. Undo yeah. button. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, fuck this. Eight men out. Pack of lies. It's just nonsense. So, but at the time, it wasn't a pack of lies, right? It was the most anyone knew at that time, mm -hmm. and obviously more research came new to evidence. light. And this is only like four or five years old, all this new evidence shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this movie's not inaccurate. It's actually fairly accurate, as far by what they know. By what they know, it is. Mm -hmm. But more data surfaced, which an interesting conundrum for when we have to rate this in a few minutes. Yes. Yeah. Now I will say this: we got to talk about the very end of the movie. So there's a shit like yeah baseball league, and like no, it's it's pro. Well, it's it's he minor was, league. I don't think it is. It's Hoboken. I know. I think they were a team. Um. He went there under a fake name. So who's he? Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson. Jackson. There you go. And he played until people figured out it was him and then was thrown out. Wow. Yeah. Was Bucky watching him? Just seeing like... I like to think so. He was so Hey, Aunt, guess what? He was the best. They made it up? It's fiction. Wow. Jesus Christ. So the thing I saw said it was real, and then they told the story... About how sometime later in like the 30s, probably, Joe was running a liquor store down in like South Carolina. And Ty Cobb walks into his liquor store and buys a fifth of vodka. Dare him to drive? <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
Um, <laughs> that was what fast. Is, what is that? Eminem. That was uh, real I fast. just drank a fifth of vodka. Dare me to drive. <laughs> um, so he's, he's running this liquor store. Ty Cobb walks in. And he's like, are there any blacks around here? Because I'll kill them. I hate them. Ty. I'm baseball's most famous racist. I'm Ty Cobb. Oh, what boy. Ty, you're a Hall of Famer. Control yourself. They better not put me in the hall next to a... You know what? what? Where's Alan Tudyk? I need him to say racial things for me. Right here, boss. I've been practicing for this moment. Oh, my God. I'm a character, like uh, Don Hunt. Ty Cobb walks in. And Joe doesn't say anything. So Ty Cobb goes, Joe, don't you recognize me? And he goes, sure. But I didn't think anybody from those days wants to recognize me. That's sad. It's very sad. It is sad. (laughs) It also sounds fucking lame. (laughs) That's probably fake. So probably <laughs> no one, no uh, one going how this is going John yet. Sales, the director of the movie, admits in an interview on the 20th anniversary DVD that whole thing is bullshit. The whole final scene in Hobo. Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Wow. So this movie, uh... this thing I watched just printed the movie uh, as yeah. fact. Uh. The movie and the book before were taken as the gospel on this situation. So I looked, like, when I first watched the movie the first time, I looked up all the shit about the movie, Mm -hmm. and I was like, that was interesting and real. And doing the research for the show, I went down this baseball rabbit hole and came across this whole Mm -hmm. thing. Wow. Damn. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah. I think it made for a little more interesting thing. The truth is out there. Yeah. Do you know they're rebooting that? X Factor? X Files. Oh. What was the X Factor? (laughs) It's it's that's that's like still on. Yeah. That's like, like an American show. Idol show. Oh. Yeah. You should go. We should go on X Factor with the podcast. We sit down and go, guys. Do you have an hour and a half to spare? <laughs> oh, do one of our long ones. Yeah, <laughs> three hours. We're doing Lawrence of Arabia. Get ready, Simon. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I don't want to do it. Dan Carlin told me I have to. <laughs> Dan Carlin would never stick up for us. Yeah. No, no. Break off fucking. Well, no, he, he's like, he's, you know, he's not picking us. Dan Carlin's trying to slow us down. He only he's trying to stop our stride. Techniques. No modern stuff. No, just yeah. all old things to hurt us. This is the pair of anguish. He did, a, he did a whole fucking episode about that. The pair of pain, anguish? Pain for attainment. It was all about torture. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> he's preparing. <laughs> so I guess uh, that's the movie. We I want to go first. I want to go first. <laughs> so I, I actually think I gave it a fair rating that compared to what you thought I would mm-hmm. give it. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. No, it's not a five. It's a good movie. Yeah. I think, well, it's an interesting story, but it's not special. There's nothing special about it. It doesn't, like, there's not many feelings you get. The character's like, okay. The story's okay. It's interesting. But I Bucky really Weaver is done dirty though. He's banned and he fights for the rest of his life in real life. In he, real life, he petitioned Landis multiple times. Sure, but and know, that's the biggest thing baseball. about these cocksucking baseball commissioners. I fucking hate them. All of them. I have. I think they're all the biggest fucking scumbags in sport, and they're dishonest and disloyal. Because what they did to, to God. Because you can't fix games. 
No, not nothing to do with that because the way they treat ex-players who deserve to be in the Hall of Fame and deserve to be recognized. Like Pete Rose. Pete Rose, one hundred percent, should be on the Hall of, in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. He bet on his himself. He bet on his team to win. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. he never once placed a bet against his team. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And it's been like forty years. Let the man into the Hall of Fame. He's the greatest hitter of like he's the greatest. He's the hit king. Mm. Number two. These fucking lion cocksucking baseball commissioners banned all the steroid guys. Well, some of them. They banned Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. They didn't let any of the guys who saved baseball in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Baseball was dying after the strike, and all the steroid guys saved the sport. They made it popular again. They, they made it popular again. They made baseball relevant, and then they let them break all these home run records. They generated millions and millions of dollars and off then them. And they got what they wanted, they kicked them to the curb. And then they banned them all once it was convenient. Fuck them up their stupid asses. Barry Bonds is the greatest player of all time. If he's not in the Hall of Fame, you're a fucking joke. The Hall of Fame exists solely to tell the story of baseball. And that's part of the story. That is a big part of the story of baseball. And you know what these fucking lying bastards did now? Because they don't let the players see your point. They left out Cisco. No, what they did now, they, they changed the baseball itself. Because they're not letting the players take steroids. So they secretly changed the baseball so it f- goes further so there's more home runs. Yes. How do you know? This it's a secret. How would everybody, you know this? Everybody knows this. So it's not a secret. They, they didn't. Everybody knows like they know about Bucky. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't tell anybody they were doing it. They just did it one year, and all the players were like, huh, the baseball's different this year. And then everybody was breaking, like, tons of team records for home runs. Wow. Baseball's a joke. They were shady bastards, and they, and they changed the whole sport completely now. The game, should the game end? Yeah. Has, is it past its, no. its time? Yeah. No. Yeah. The game should stop trying to. We need to move to a future game. The game, the mistake the game is making currently, in my opinion, they didn't make laser is ball. They're not <laughs> Steve <laughs> King of laser ball. I want laser <laughs> ball, <laughs> but they keep chasing people who are never going to care or watch about baseball. Youngsters, not just youngsters, but like because you need youngsters, otherwise it's over. You need youngsters, but. Mm-hmm. Baseball is something that fathers pass on to their sons 90% of the time, unless you're me. Mm-hmm. And baseball was banned in my house. <laughs> you're so weird. <laughs> it's true. I, I'm learning this. After the strike, my father banned baseball. Really? And no baseball was allowed to be watched. What and, was the strike about? Uh, the players wanted more money. Okay. And my father would call them prostitutes in uniforms and complain about them. We and want more money. Wham. We want more money. More money. <laughs> Canada's got money. Give us some more money. Give us some of that internet money. <laughs> and then I didn't watch baseball until the... Wor- the so sub- your father said they're babies. They they don't deserve the money. He said they're prostitutes in uniforms. They they think they deserve more money. Do you and think when, he was right? Yes. No, he was wrong. He was completely wrong. And then he said no baseball shall be watched in this house ever right. again. Yep. No enjoyment anymore. And like he didn't watch any games. He hated baseball objectively. You still got to watch football. So were you an older man? I didn't become a baseball fan on my own until the Subway Series. 2000. When was that? 2000. The 2000. Mets were playing the Yankees. And I would just say every year I was a Yankee fan because I didn't watch baseball. And kids would be like, what's your team? What's your team? And everyone would say the Yankees because they won every year. 98. So, so I was like, I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a Yankee fan. And mm-hmm. then the, the Subway Series was happening. I was like, this is a cool thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to actually watch this. And I was like, I'm going to start watching baseball. And what did your dad say? 
Well, hold on. I was like, I'm going to start hold watching baseball. Stop. <laughs> he shot the TV. <laughs> Not in this house. <laughs> no! <laughs> but I was like, I actually want to care and watch about baseball. If I choose to be a Yankee fan mm-hmm. in the Subway Series, I will never have to care or watch baseball because they will be good every year. I go, the Mets will be like a journey for them to win. And like every year will be different. I got to pick the Mets. They're the underdog. the underdog. And I pick the Mets. Mm-hmm. I've yet to see them win a World Series. Soon. I think it's coming. But um, it's not. That's, that's how I became a baseball fan. All right. Okay. Well, you rate the movie. I gave the movie an eight. Eight. Eight out of ten. You did an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. I think it's very enjoyable. I think as with the information they had, it's extremely accurate as far as with the information. I they love had. the look of the movie. It's acted, acted well. Acted well. I love the, the dad from Frasier. Yeah, it's an eight. I'm with you, Brian. Okay. Yeah, I think it's 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 the perfect it's the perfect drama for what it is, and like it's a good primer to understand what happened, even if it's inaccurate now. You can dig deeper and get more information mm-hmm. because ultimately the story is the same. The guys through the World Series, yeah, and the changes that led reverberated throughout all American sports mm-hmm. yep. to this day. Yeah, a hundred years of sports changed because of this. Wow, yeah. very important. So that's it. That is that's it. it. Yeah. One last thing, boys. All right, you go first this time. Brian's doodle. Yep. <laughs> okay. This is a spiritual representation <laughs> of men ascending a staircase to the afterlife. This is heaven. This is no, Brian's this is division. Iowa. <laughs> You're from the 60s. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I love Steve's puzzled face. You honestly can't figure it out? No, I don't know. Are you serious? Are you, are you serious about that? What? That's Wait, that's the bleachers. No, you're close. And was closer. You're kidding. It's a stairway to heaven? Because it's a stair. It's stairs. It's stairs. There's yeah. a group of people ascending. Not the stairs, well, there's into one, the sky. There's one guy coming down the stairs. Oh, is the it sky. the courthouse? It's the courthouse. Oh. That's a courthouse? Uh, that's the best I could do. <laughs> and that's Shoeless Joe coming down the stairs and the Say kid. Say it ain't so. Dude. Say it ain't so. This could be just a snake with people riding on its back. Yeah, it's like see the the eye, the tongue. That's Goku. He's going you know to I mean? King Kai's oh, house. He's good. Oh yeah, Snake Way. Do you yeah. remember this is Snake Way? Well, if you want to get into <laughs> King Kai's house, you gotta tell him a joke. Yeah. Do you remember the joke no, he tells I don't. him? I really? Don't. Do you? Yeah. Hold on. Let me let me try to channel a little uh, Goku. 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 Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. He just says. <laughs> yeah. Oh! Five episodes. Yeah, I'm just stay here for five episodes. <laughs> Tune in next week to the next reviewing history to see if Brian can finish the spirit bomb. Finish his joke. <laughs> What's the difference between a piano and a fish? What, Goku? You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. And King Kai laughs, and that's what gets him in. I've never forgot that horrible that's joke. Wonderful. It's my go-to brilliant. bad joke. It's brilliant. Um, I'm really grateful that we've made it through this episode. I feel 
like we owe the listeners an apology. <laughs> this has been off the fucking rails. I think we had fun, though. I had fun. Yeah. That's the main but, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if you come to this show, we gave you a lot of facts. Hold on. This hit all the hallmarks of a review history show. It was show. not tight. Hold on. <laughs> we got an insane Brian Dad story. <laughs> we got Seinfeld references. We got Dan Carlin and uh, Mike Scott, whatever his name is. Mike Duncan. Mike Duncan <laughs> threatening us. <laughs> and we got historical facts. This is good shit. All right. What more do you fucking want? <laughs> You'll take it and you'll like it, <laughs> you bitch. Thank you for listening. Yeah, th- I watching. guess. <laughs> I'm just going to be aggressive maybe, with the outro. Maybe just uh, tone Brian down a little bit. <laughs> all right, here's what you're going to fucking do, all right? We, we really are stumbling across the finish line. Go ahead, Brian. Stumbling? <laughs> well, get ready. Shit's about to get really rocky. It's time for the famous Brian outro. Hold on tight, guys. <laughs> You ever see cartoons when they're running? You got 20 minutes? (laughs) When they're running and their legs are spinning so fast and they start spinning? That's him right now. (laughs) Want to give a big thank you to tell him, Steve, Dave, Bry, Walt, Q, get him. Why did you turn into Trump? What? Did I turn into Trump? I I thought you sounded like Brian. I'm not standing with Steve on this at all. I I was (laughs) like, You started talking like this. (laughs) Do your thing, man. Do it, do it. Fuck him. All right. Come on down to Tell Steve Dave Studios, TSD Town. Like it's Brian, the best podcast studio. <laughs> it's huge. It's fantastic. You're going to love it. Believe me, okay? Classic Brian. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> of course. Uh, come on down. Say hi to get him. Follow us on all social media, Reviewing History Pod, everywhere, Our View History Pod on Twitter. Go to the website. Uh, ReviewingHistoryPod.com. We have merch. Please Mug. buy some. It helps hat. the show. T-shirt. Hoodie. 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 Long sleeve to set you up for the nice June and July weather. Imagine how cool you'll be walking around in a long sleeve. Short sleeve. Or short sleeve. Options. Options. Like a a Sierra Leone soldier. Long sleeve or short sleeve. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Send us an email. We'll answer it on the show. Are you F? Is fighting for the people of Sierra Leone. <laughs> Send us an email, reviewhistorypod at gmail.com. <laughs> RPG, reviewing history. <laughs> World Series champion. Where's the diamond? You're the Chris. Dear, dear, where's my son? The shirt won't be torn up, though, because it's good quality cotton. The best cotton. The best cotton. Many people are saying it's the best cotton ever. Believe me, okay? Look, look, if you don't buy it, it's going to go to Africa. It's going to say World Series champs reviewing history 1919. It's going to be inaccurate. You're not going to want it. Go to the website, get a review in history World Series champ shirt, 1919 World Series. It's the best World Series, okay? Believe me. Uh, go to reviewinghistorypod.com, all that shit. Follow me personally on all social media, Brian Rupert. That's with two P's in Rupert. All social media, follow me on Letterboxd. I write and review every single movie I watch, including the ones for the show. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next time. Bye.